Hi, everyone. Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. I am your host, Al D, and the author of MBA Insider. This podcast is for career-driven professionals looking for advice on how to grow their careers by leveraging the skills, experiences, and knowledge gained from an MBA degree. In each episode, I'll give you a look into the business school experience, along with practical tips, career advice, and real-life stories to help professionals grow their careers. Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. My name is Al D. I'm the host of the MBA Insider Podcast and the founder of MBAschool.com. Today, I'm going to talk about a topic that really comes up a lot that I figured would be great to kick off the new year with, and that is the conversation around the value of an MBA education. A lot of times, people come to MBA school, there are people in my conversations daily who I talk to who are considering an MBA often ask, what is the value of an MBA degree? It's one of the most common questions that comes up. So I want to take some time to share my thoughts on this and to help all of you out there who are thinking about if you are considering an MBA this year, if you are in the process of applying this year, some things to think about as you evaluate your decision of whether or not you want to apply to an MBA program, because the value of it is is something that's probably something you are thinking about and considering. So with that, let's jump right in. Over the last two years, we have gone through a significant amount of change and transformation. And while we've all been experiencing this at the same time, we certainly have been experiencing it differently in terms of remote work or distributed work, in terms of the use of technologies to collaborate to get our work done, in terms of some of us having to take on new roles and responsibilities or to take on new jobs as a result of the changing needs of what our business had. But those are all pretty significant. What I think is really interesting is that the trends that were already in place long before COVID started accelerated as a result of COVID. So for example, one of the things that often came up prior to COVID starting was the need and desire to upskill or reskill or to switch occupations. There has been some research done by McKinsey that suggests that as many as 25% more workers are going to need to switch occupations than prior to the pandemic. Again, this was something that was top of mind before COVID, but became even more so prescient and more so accelerated as a result of COVID. Another trend with this is just this idea that about 60% of employees are worried that automation is putting many jobs at risk. And again, this was something that accelerated as a result of COVID, but certainly was going on before that. And these are issues that leaders of organizations have always thought about. There are as, as some research from PwC that suggests about 74% of CEOs are concerned about the availability of key skills. And about 41% of them are, are saying that they're putting together upskilling programs in trying to empower their employees to adapt and evolve. But the challenge is, is that only about 18% of them have made any significant progress in, in trying to upskill or to reskill or to encourage their employees to build new skills to keep up with this changing world of work. And I found a quote that I think some of you may know that really illustrates this whole new world of work and, and what people need to thrive in it. And in this quote, it says, in a world of change, the learners shall inherit the earth while the learned shall find themselves perfectly suited for a world that no longer exists. And what I think this quote really illustrates is this idea that 
learning is no longer something that's nice to have. It's no longer something that you do once in college and then you choose a career and then you're done. It's something that you continuously need to do as to evolve and grow because markets and industries are continuing to evolve and grow. And the amount of change as well as the pace of it continues to accelerate. And what I think is exciting about this, or what I think this could be an opportunity for, is for the employees and professionals out there, many of whom are probably thinking about an MBA or wondering if there's value in it, there is an opportunity for them to learn and grow in a lot of new ways. And for those who want to embrace learning and growth, there are a number of different things that are happening, I think, that allow for the people who want to embrace this uh, to achieve some, some really great results. So the first is just the great resignation and the ability for very growth oriented and highly skilled employees who want to learn and grow or who have marketable skills to embrace their agency and choice and find new opportunities. And whether you're someone who already has those skills or you want to gain those skills to gain better credibility, to take advantage of new jobs, or just to take advantage of the job market, uh, this has never been a better time if you are someone who is highly skilled uh, to get new opportunities to learn and grow. I think the second thing that's exciting is that there are new ways of working. What I mean by that is remote work. And when job, uh, requ job requisitions no longer require you to be in a certain geography or location, there is an opportunity for people to be exposed to new jobs and opportunities that they would not have gotten previously. The third is just around this idea of learning being table stakes. Just as we said with the quote earlier in terms of uh, in a world of change, learners shall inherit the earth while they learn shall find themselves perfectly suited for a world that no longer exists. There is an opportunity here for people who do want to embrace a growth mindset, who are continuously learning, for them to upskill, reskill, gain new skills, change careers and the like. Um, this is something that is happening because we're realizing that the, the idea of the four and 40, or you go to college for four years and you work for 40, does no longer apply for many of us. Uh, many of us will have to uh, continuously upskill or to continuously find new opportunities to learn and grow throughout our careers. And what this means is that people who embrace this are going to have more opportunities at their disposal. And more ways to go and learn and acquire new skills and then to then use those those abilities to acquire new skills to go and do new things. And that's where I really see the MBA really coming into play and really see being an opportunity for people to use the MBA as a vehicle to gain new skills, learn new skills, and as a result, get to a better career outcome. You know, at the end of the day, uh, anyone who's considering an MBA, you're doing so not because, for the most part, not because you're trying to uh, spend a whole bunch of money on something. You're doing so because you want to get to a better career outcome, whether that is getting up higher in your organization or accelerating your path to getting higher in your organization, whether it's to getting to a new opportunity or to be able to transition to something new as a result of the MBA, you're getting to a new outcome, right? And the MBA does provide a lot of opportunities for people uh, to get to those career outcomes that they desire. There are many of other ways in which you can use learning to get to career outcomes. And the MBA is one of them. And what I think you'll find is that an MBA is a good opportunity to get to that desired outcome that you want. But it does require you to know what that outcome is and, and to understand how an MBA could help you get there. 
So when we think about the NBA, one of the things that really comes up because of the fact that it is such a, and it, or at least it can be a very highly priced value proposition is really thinking about what is the value in the ROI of the NBA. And the good news is, is that there is some research on this that's out there. And there was a study conducted by Poets and Quants, as well as Payscale, that talked about the lifetime value, or I should say the lifetime premium, if you will, of in your someone's earning potential in their career of evaluating what you would get from a bachelor's degree versus what you might get from an MBA degree. And the delta or the difference, I should say, between the bachelor's and an MBA can have the potential to be pretty significant. So for example, if you wanted to get an MBA from a top three MBA program, the lifetime premium could be anywhere close to about $5 million in pay. For a top 10 MBA program, it's about 4.7 to $5 million. For a top 50, it's about 2.2. And all MBAs, it's about 790000 That is a pretty good chunk of money for a lot of people, which if you're considering just the pure numbers perspective, there is a significant ROI and that ROI continues to grow as you go to a program that is higher ranked and certainly provides more opportunities to increase your earning. Now, it's important to note a couple things. One, when I say averages, you have to remember some will be more, some will be less. Number two, ROI is important and numbers are important, but there's a lot of other ways to think about the return on investment outside of just financial numbers. But certainly the cost is always going to be one of them. And I think the, the thing that you want to think about when it comes to this idea of ROI, return on investment, is the fact that it is an investment. It is an investment to help you get to a better career outcome. Hopefully, you will get to that outcome sooner or start working towards that outcome sooner after you graduate, but it is also important to think about the bigger picture. So money is one way you can get value out of an MBA in terms of a higher increase in salary or any potential. But what are some of the other ways that an MBA could be valuable? Here's a couple common ones that often come up when I talk to either aspiring applicants or students who have gone through the program or alum who are reflecting back. So first and foremost, it is career outcomes, right? That is the main one. Again, whether you are trying to transition to get to another career outcome that is different from what you're, the path that you're on, or if you're trying to accelerate up on your current path, the MBA is a vehicle for helping you get there or getting there faster or quicker or more efficiently than you would going somewhere else. The second is around just the business fundamentals. If you're someone who works in a organization that is cross-functional or that is global, being able to work with diverse people and on cross-functional teams or in cross-boundary types of projects means that you need to have a sense of the people that you're working with, the departments that are in, their business drivers, the things they care about. And a lot of times getting the fundamentals in marketing, finance, supply chain, operations, organizational behavior, entrepreneurship, whatever else it is, one of the best ways to get that is through getting an MBA where you can get exposed to all those things and, and kind of go a mile wide an inch deep. The third thing is around leadership and management training. If you are someone who wants to be a leader within a large organization or in or generally speaking, a organization of some size, 
and you want to be a leader or you want to be a people manager or first line manager, or you want to go up through those ranks, getting exposure to reps and sets for leadership development opportunities for gaining the fundamentals of management, an MBA could be great for that. This next set really comes within this notion of people. So one of those is the long-term network. So being able to go to a program that has a robust network that can help you over the long term of your career when you need to make career changes, when you're looking for business development opportunities, when you're looking to start companies, when you're just looking to meet an expert that you need for a specific thing, uh, going to an MBA program with a big and vast long-term network and a big robust network can really be valuable and is something that people cite. And then the short-term kind of value driver related to people is being able to cultivate relationships, being able to be in an environment where you're learning in an immersive way and with a really smart and thoughtful group of peers who are also going through the same experience with you at the same time. One of the things that I think is sometimes hard when you are in quote unquote real life or when you're working your job is the ability to build meaningful and relationships with other peers or with people in your industry. It does take time and effort and certainly can be done, but being in a program with hundreds of other people at once allows you the chance to do that all at once. The other final one that I just want to add is just this idea of future-proofing your career. And if we agree that we live in a world that is constantly changing and thus the world of work is constantly changing, having an ability to have something with us that will go with us as we have to pivot and grow our careers, like an MBA, does have some value in it. And so those are just some of the other common ways outside of the financial reasons why an MBA could be valuable to someone. You know, at the end of the day, value is in the eye of the beholder, and it is something that you need to think about for yourself. But those are some of the common examples that exist that are that are out there. Now that I've provided context of the career and workplace that we're in, and now that I've really helped you think about the ways in which an MBA could be valuable, the next kind of question that is going to come up a lot is, well, does an MBA make sense for me? And what I've done is I've tried to distill the most important questions that you need to find the answer to, that you need to get the data about, both through talking to other people, doing your research, but also doing some internal reflection. And if you can get the answers to these questions, I think you'll find that figuring out if the MBA has value for you right now uh, will be a much easier, uh, you'll have a much easier time getting to that answer. So let me walk through some of those questions. First question is, what are my short-term goals and how does an MBA specifically help me work towards them? Figuring out or anything, anything that you want in life, when you know the goals of what you're trying to achieve, it's a lot easier to start framing how you might think about and size up different opportunities that you can take advantage of in order to achieve them. And an MBA is no different. And being able to start with what are you most looking forward to doing or wanting to do in your short term, and then being able to dissect specifically the different aspects of the MBA, the program or the experience that's, that's going to help you achieve them is the first question that you're going to want to have to answer. Uh, inevitably, I think from almost all people, some kind of career outcome is always going to be part of that equation, but certainly it's going to differ person to person. But that is the, the first place to start. The second place is around your long-term goals and being able to understand and articulate how an MBA could help with those. Now, the reality of it is that I think 
there are, while there are some of us out there who do know some of our long-term goals or have a vision of what they could be, not all of us do. And I think it's also important to keep in mind and also to really make space for the fact that life can happen in a lot of different ways that we do not expect. And while it is great to have plans and a vision and to think about your future, you may not have all the answers and that's okay. But to the degree that you can think about where you want to be in the future and really coming to terms with some of those long-term goals, figuring out how an MBA supports that is another part of the equation to figure out if an MBA makes sense for you. And as anyone going through the application process knows, being able to answer your short and long-term goals and to have a sense of them and to know how an MBA helps them is really important and really critical because you're going to have to answer those questions anyway in the application or at the very minimum in interview you have with a school. The third question is, if you don't get an MBA, what are you going to rely on for learning and growth as a professional? So let's just say you decide not to get an MBA. You're not going to stop learning. You're not going to stop growing. And the question that becomes, based off of your goals, how are you going to find other ways to learn and grow to work towards those goals? So this is starting to get into some of the other alternatives, uh, a BATNA, if you will, for those of you out there who understand negotiations. But an MBA is a big amount of time and it's an investment to help you get towards your career goals. If you're not going to do it, what's going to replace that? Or what are the options out there to replace that? So being able to understand and articulate that, I think is going to be really helpful, really valuable. And then the last one is around financial cost, right? We talked about the ROI equation. And this is really getting into the numbers, right? What do we think the cost is going to be? What do we think we're going to gain from new salary? And then also factoring in what's that opportunity cost? If you're working full time while you're going to business school because you're in a part time or professional program, then certainly that is going to change the cost a little bit versus if you're going full time and not earning any income, the opportunity cost is going to be significantly more. But being able to get into those numbers is going to be critical. So if you can if you can ask yourself and look for answers to those questions, I think that's going to be a really good place to start, going to be really, really valuable. So let's let's get into the nitty gritty a little bit around just the different types of programs and how these could really impact what you're thinking about in terms of what's next. Cut that part out. Okay, so in terms of answering those questions, one other thing I do wanna cover because it does come up quite a bit One question I talked about with question three was being able to look at your alternatives. One question I get is around what are some alternatives to an MBA? I have a couple examples that I want to share, and some of these are going to be relevant to you. Some of them may not, but I think they're worth looking at if you are considering an MBA. So the first example are cohort-based learning experiences. Cohort-based courses, sometimes they're called, but these are meant to be immersive learning experiences that are usually taught by an expert whether it is a professor or whether it's a subject matter expert in a field, and you take them with other people at the same time, there's usually some sort of additional learning mechanisms that are baked into the course, whether that is our live cases, whether it's breakout groups, whether it's some kind of small group coaching, etc. But it's a chance to learn something related to an industry or function or any other topic with your peers. And a big portion of that is the social component. So in a lot of ways, it does have many elements of an MBA. 
couple examples of this. Section four is one that is pretty popular. This is run by Scott Galloway. This is his startup. If you don't know Scott Galloway, Google Scott Galloway or Pivot Podcast or uh, Scott Galloway, NYU professor. He's very, very famous, but he is one of the pioneers in the space. Another organization that, that runs a lot of cohort-based courses is Emeritus. They are have been around for many, many years and traditionally have partnered with some of the world's leading global universities to develop short courses, which are taught in cohorts where you get to learn something from either a professor or an industry expert in a topic that's related to your industry or function. And one of the vantage points of these or value points that they offer is that many of these programs, even if they don't necessarily have a official credit like you would get from a university for a class, they are affiliated with very respected institutions across the world, such as the Kellogg School of Management, such as Columbia Business School, many others. Another one that comes top of mind is the MBA, otherwise known as the Morning Brew Accelerator. If you're an avid reader of Morning Brew, they have launched a cohort-based learning experience, really teaching some of the new age foundations of business. That is something you can take a look at. This next bucket of of alternatives is called the, the NAMBA crowd, which stands for not an MBA. So these are the crowd of offerings and programs that are out there that teach many of the things you might learn in a business school, but traditionally done at a fraction of the cost. And the learning model is, is changed to be able to accommodate the fact that it is much, much cheaper. So one of those is Quantic. Another one is Brunchwork, which is one of the most famous ones that is the very much the anti-MBA. There's a great Forbes article about why they believe they are a great replacement to an MBA. And then the final one is Jolt. So those are other ones to take a look at. In a lot of cases, you can get a lot of the fundamental learning from an MBA just at a much lower cost. Uh, the third one is around exec ed, exec education. This is all about the offerings and educational offerings that many of the MBA programs or the institutions that, that offer MBA programs have, but specifically geared towards executives or middle managers and above. These organizations and these arms of MBA programs partner quite a bit with organizations to develop training and other types of leadership development programs and offerings and the like. If you're an exec who's considering whether or not you should get an MBA, this could be another offering. And in many cases, companies do pay for these. Another one is just coaching. And this could be leadership coaching, executive coaching, business coaching, or career coaching, and anything in between. And there are a number of companies now that are out there that have developed these scalable coaching platforms that allow a employee, whether to purchase coaching directly from them or through their company in a way where they can get one-on-one -on -one coaching to help improve either their leadership skills or just improve as a professional. A couple examples of these are BetterUp and Torch. There are numbers of other ones, but in a lot of cases, what these companies are or these these companies are doing that are offering these, they partner with a large organization or they sell to a business and they'll sell them, you know, fifty or hundred seats and or whatever it ends up being, and then those can then be doled out by the company to their individual employees where they can get one on one or group coaching. And then finally, there are digital courses. Many people are already familiar with these. Maybe you've taken one, but being able to go to Udemy or Coursera to learn on a specific topic and to do it at your own pace. These are other alternatives that are certainly out there as well. So 
laying out some of the alternatives and now really bringing this home here again if you can answer you know these questions i think you will be able to figure out if an mba is right for you number one what are my short-term goals and how specifically does an mba help me work toward them number two what are my long-term goals and how specifically does an mba help me get there number three what would you rely on for learning and growth as a professional if you didn't do an MBA? And then finally, what's the financial cost and what is the opportunity cost? Being able to solve those questions, I think will, and get feedback and insights to those questions will help you figure out if the value of an MBA is enough for you to go and make the punch. So with that, just wrapping up here and bringing this back home, I I think there's a couple things to really remember if you wanna know if an MBA is valuable enough for you. And starting with the top, In this new world of work, the people who have a growth mindset, who are open to learning, and who can really continuously develop new skills, those are the people that are going to have the most abundant career opportunities. Uh, The second thing is is that an MBA is one vehicle to learning, skilling, and navigating your way through your various uh, career paths in the future. It's one of those vehicles to being able to take advantage of those abundant career opportunities. By no means is it the only vehicle. And in many cases, it may not be in the short term the, the, the most cost effective, but it can be a vehicle uh, to learning, skilling, and navigating your way through your career. The third is that there are a number of different factors that really determine if an MBA is, is, is right for you. And I think being able to answer those questions around short and long-term goals and knowing your alternatives, knowing the financial cost, really are a great starting place to figuring out what those things are. But some of the other common factors out there include uh, the cost of the program, the much, how much time it takes, the different format, the different delivery mechanism, the location, your own life priorities, and certainly many others. And finally, there are many vehicles out there to succeeding in the future of work. You just need to find the one that works for you. It may be an MBA. It could be something else. But the most important thing is that it makes sense for your own goals over the short and long term. So... There it is in terms of really talking about and articulating the value of an MBA education, why it could be valuable to you, and some things you should think about if you are considering whether or not to apply to an MBA to help you achieve your career goals. Hi, everyone. LD here, and thank you so much for listening to the MBA Insider Podcast. If you liked what you heard, make sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and to write a review. It will only take 15 seconds. I'd also love to hear what you've been listening to on the podcast and any suggestions you have for how we can improve. Find me on LinkedIn or head over to mbaschooled.com backslash podcast.